Monday, May 9th. The way we talk Cleveland sports will never be the same. This show is so groundbreaking, we had to create this over-the-top movie trailer just to tell you about it. The biggest names in Cleveland sports. Two hours. Unscripted. Unhinged. Booyah! With two men and a lot of bull. So kick up your feet. Open a six-pack. And strap in for a f***ing great time. of tears streaming may 9th 11 to 1 on youtube see that's how it all started this is what the hell it looks like now here you are. <laughs> wow man. what a bunch of schlubs over here <laughs> happy anniversary happy everybody that's right. yes that's right Jeez. that's right i thought i was gonna stop by blowers on my way in and i the, the, the <laughs> yeah yeah okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. What? <laughs> look right. see, i did like this what? <laughs> that, that, that empty what? chair will eventually be Jay. Of course, Brad is here. Jason is here. G. Bush is here. We're going to have an appearance by uh, Mike Polk a little bit later. Steve Becker, our executive producer, flew into town to grace us with his presence. We've got Mike, who is up for an Emmy. Mike Lucas, our producer. Let's hear it. Wow, wow. Thank you, thank you. Along with the great team behind the scenes, Steve and Earl and, and even Anthony. He's all right, too. Uh, <laughs> We're glad to have Anthony back this week. Mike, what's going on? Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. It has been a long time coming. We're going to get into everything we've gone through the last year. We have 13 awards to give away. We yeah. have some never-before-seen rehearsal footage. And our guest producers, or presenters, excuse me, are all of our favorite guys and girls who have been on the show throughout the year. So a lot of familiar faces, a lot of stuff to get to. So with that, Bolts, get to your yeah. bet of the day. You are on fire in today's bet goes back to the baseball well, and you, as always, are using Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the place to be for every game, all the action, all the time, because when you use deposit code SPORTS, you receive a second chance bet up to $500. Get in on all the action with weekly specials on your favorite sports like basketball and hockey to help you win big. Check them out at BetRivers.com. Download the Bet Rivers app today. For the latest lines, odds, and boost bull and check, today. And check out my latest podcast on Bet Rivers, The Bull in Cleveland, where I give exclusive, a big breakdown on the Cleveland Guardians. All right, let's get to it because we got so much we want to get to today. Went 2-0 yesterday. I hit with the Diamondbacks and the Rays. Both win by, had to win by two. They both won by three. Tonight, I didn't like any of the games in terms of the win or loser. It was the first time all season. So I'm going with the over in the Dodgers-Brewers game in Milwaukee. Milwaukee's been great at home. Both these teams' offenses are on fire. I don't love either pitcher in this game. I expect this to be a high-scoring game. I think we're going to see 14, 15 runs in this game, like an 8-7 game, something really crazy, high-scoring. Ten runs or more, book it, Dodgers-Brewers, the Bet Rivers bet of the day. Guys, it's an exciting day to be here. In just a few minutes, 
we're going to play some never seen, never before seen footage of rehearsal. I assume our first couple of rehearsals, it was me, G, J, and Brad. And Steve Becker. And yep. Steve, oh, Steve was in the mix too, right. And this was the week before we went on the air. Of course, it was May 9th, 2022 that we debuted the show. I, I spoke to a couple of people over the last 24 hours were like, there's Steve. We're like, really? It's been a year already? It has flown by, guys. Yeah, it absolutely. You know, right? Uh, Brad, your thoughts? Uh, it's, the way it all came together was kind of wild, right? Yeah. We all got picked out, plucked out of different things. And then uh, to, for us to come together and do the things we've done in a year, it's been great. It's been, a, it's been cl totally Cleveland. It has been uh, honest opinions, honest takes. And I don't think you can get it anywhere else. It's just been, it's been a great run. It's been a great run with you guys. It's been great. It's been unique. Jason? I wasn't a, here for the start. Yeah, I you were. I was a late ad. I came yeah. out, I think, June or whatever. So I missed out on all the fun rehearsals and everything. But it's, it's, it's unique for me because I was part of a startup at The Athletic. And I had everyone telling me, this is never going to last. What are you doing? Yeah. And, you know, when this show started, there was talking, oh, what are they doing over there? Is yeah. this really going to work or not? Yeah, it is going to work. And it's been a lot of fun. I enjoy doing this. And one year down and many, many more to come. That's right. Gee, man, you've listen. done more shows than anybody else. Yeah, like uh, I'm the Cal Ripken of this thing. Um, you know, feels good. No, I, actually, it's, it's, it's dope because this is like kind of my, my first real heels into like doing something on a consistent basis in the industry. So, you know, I heard a lot of people say, I, I quit my job. You know, I went home and told my wife, hey, listen, about that health insurance insurance thing, that's overrated. Don't get sick in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> and, <laughs> and a year later, she still hasn't got sick. And we still here. <laughs> she has her own health insurance. Yeah, no, I'm good. I just sneak up on her. Listen, I'm, yeah, under Mary, this is under Mary. They're like, okay, cool. But no, like, it's, it's this is, you know, we, they talk about it in the intro, how groundbreaking everything is. But really, like as people in the industry talk about it, they everybody says, hey, you guys talk about stuff that nobody else talks about. So they were right about one thing. I think you, you start to see more shows like this on the Internet pop up over here, different places. Hey, it's all about, uh, you know, being the, uh, in, the, the, the inventors of something, not imitating something. So we, we, we brought it to the forefront. So we super, super excited. Ever since we've been on radio stations have been locally have been doing more audio more video podcasts mm -hmm. that nobody was doing that before now they are so we're seeing a lot more we've started a trend and uh, i think a big part of that is the chemistry that we all have together we generally like working uh, we not generally generally we, what was, that was not the word i was <laughs> genuinely for. genuinely but yeah, generally, right. generally 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 and genuinely <laughs> like working together everybody gets along here we chat and bust each other's balls off the air, just like we do on the air. Actually, more viciously off the air because there's things much. we can't talk about. What's that? Much more viciously. Yeah, much more viciously <laughs> off the air. And also, while for me, this is only one year of television after 20-something years of radio, but what I do know about TV, because I've heard it from guys like Steve, our director, who's been in TV for a long time. I've heard it from Jay, who's obviously been in TV for a long time. And Jay will be here. Unfortunately, weird timing with his, his other gig on WKYC. He had to miss a little time on today's show, but he will be here that this this chemistry that we have not just the guys on here because we all do have great chemistry with each other no matter who's on the show but also the chemistry between the guys who are on the panel and the guys who are behind the scenes earl anthony we bust their balls just as much steve we bust his balls mike the most but we all love each other we we and we when we do socialize as a group we all socialize it's not behind the scenes and in 
and in front of the scenes. There's none of that. These guys are on TV quite a bit. We always show them a little bit. There's Steve, our director. You know, he's a man of little words, but uh, but he's great. And everybody loves everybody, and I think that's what's made this so special. But and our, we, we love our contributors, too, who you'll see. You'll hear from Aditi today. You'll hear from DeQuell today. You'll hear from Tim Couch. You'll hear from Leroy Horde. All well, of them. Okay, everybody. More, trust me. But this doesn't work without you folks. We appreciate the loyalty and support that you have shown following us from our other areas, as Brad said, to here. And the fact that you've so loyally watched this show that our numbers, you know, in radio, they give you ratings. The ratings are all bullshit. Let me tell you the truth. <laughs> That's the truth about radio. The ratings are bullshit. They're complete crap. They're, com- they're guesses. They're basing ratings based on like 15 people. That's what they're doing. I'm not joking. Okay. But here we know exactly how many people are watching, when you're watching, for how long you're watching. It's no guess. And you've come around, you've come through for us. You've come around with us. We love you. We love you in the chat. Even when I scream and yell at you and call you an idiot, I still love you because I'm an idiot too. We're all idiots for crying out loud. So we really appreciate that you have made us uh, a part of your daily routine. Thank you so much. Now, Mike, we have to get to this never before seen footage. Not even seen by us, I don't think. I don't think I've seen it. I know G hasn't. Jason, you. Definitely I wouldn't even hear. Oh, yeah. you know I. Yeah. This uh, this never before seen rehearsal week footage is brought to us by Lorraine Community College. Your classes, your future. Register now for summer and fall classes. You can learn more at LorraineCCC.edu. Little preview of what you're gonna get here. These are all the terrible lighting decisions we thought we could do. Some audio awful. issues. The worst graphics you've ever seen. This is before we got our graphics package. Before Anthony developed his incredible skill set. This is what we were making on a. Uh, super basic level we had never done a full show and this ends with the very first final take in show history courtesy of bull and i promise you it's worth it steve let's hit it oh terrible (laughs) i don't want to talk about the graphics Hello, good morning, and welcome to the future of sports media in Cleveland, Ohio. The name of the show is The Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. You're going to get very familiar with that music. If you're a regular viewer, it's our theme song. You're going to hear it each and every day, and I'm going to go quickly around the table to introduce who you're going to be seeing. It's obviously, given the fact that I've given you why you need to run from people and the weather in Cleveland, you got to go with no shirt. I'm ready to make my rules. Objection. 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 That was too educated for this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) We've seen kicker after kicker come and go. We've seen games decided time and time and time again. We were obsessed with orange early. We've lost games because we missed uh, extra points. If you initiate divorce, right? Yeah. And you initiate divorce for your mistress, and it's public. If your mistress drops you, you think your wife is going to sign back up? Oh, that's the the list of of wives that have done that. But guess what? Are long and distinguished. But 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 everybody's wife wasn't no number one pick. That's the pageant queen. Yeah, but Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. No, he just Baker Mayfield. Ego will never Never let him let him step back into that building. They're currently in the middle of six straight series that have been decided by sweeps. They've been swept three times. And they have the worst graphic swept in the history of teams. Yeah. But Jay, look there at the teams. Yeah, this is really important. I'm a big fan of <laughs> You know, in this day, yeah, he's going. 
for years. <laughs> so I like that color, though. Divide. Where'd that color come it's, from, it's though? The you match the backdrop. It's dog people versus cat people. Here's the reality. I'm a dog person. All right, cat people are weird. You find people, right? You say a cat lady, right? That's that's a negative connotation right there. There is no dog lady. If there is a dog lady, it's a positive thing. She's like, she's the dog lady. She's got that awesome dog. We pet him. We eat ice cream with him. I don't know what we do. Cats are weird. They're, cats are like Stewie from Family Guy. They're evil. They're up to schemes. You know what? <laughs> the dog is like the, your, your cousin's stupid kid, but he's stupid, but he's fun, right? He's doing a lot of goofy and silly things. He's like, well, I can play all kinds of games with him. And, and that's why, okay, sometimes you dress up your dog, and those people are a little weird. And I'm not going to lie, I put my uh, dog, uh, Crash, Crash Davis, uh, in, in a football jersey one time. That was weird. a lot. Weird. But uh, it is weird. I'll give you that. But generally, dogs make you more sociable with a dog. You see, some people go, well, I got to take my dog for a walk. The cat just poops in the bucket. I don't want a poop bucket in my house. Where are we? Where are we? All right, there you go. That is some never before seen behind the scenes footage oh with awful colors and awful graphics. And Jay is here now. What's up, Jay? Sitting in an Sorry, unusual guys. seat. I like this, this chair. Is, this you can have it, Jay. So oh, this geez. is the chair everybody complains about, but this actually is very clean up. Yeah, we, oh, we got a spill on. We had a Joe Charbonneau oh. moment. I didn't break anything. You Brad, always, Brad's always, nine I'm feet always, tall with I'm elbows. Always next to the person <laughs> spilling something, yeah. right? Jay, we, we already gave some thoughts <laughs> on the miss. anniversary. Well, what we, gave, we gave our thoughts on the anniversary, and then we played. The behind-the-scenes of, of our practice week footage with the terrible background, the awful colors, the awful graphics. Yeah, the good but old days. We haven't had your thoughts, of course, on the anniversary. I'm glad we progressed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. I haven't looked at any of those old shows, so oh. I, don't, I don't really know how This was bad even before looked. the first show. It was like this the, was we did the practice runs. And none of this was in here, right? It was just well, the plain no, background. It was in here, but the background was like a weird orange color. We all looked yeah. funny. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was awful. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we've progressed. Yeah. All I remember about the early shows was our audio was so bad. It was terrible. I think everybody was saying the audio yeah. is awful and we can't hear it or yeah. it's overmodulated or whatever. Yeah. Um, we've progressed from that, so thank goodness for that. But And I apologize for being late. I've got a million things going on upstairs at Channel 3 and uh, it's Mother's Day week. I had a <laughs> yeah. shoot that I had to yeah. redo today from yesterday. But we get it. We're here. Your thoughts so, a year in? Um, we made it. Yeah, we made it. Uh, I, I don't know that there were many that thought we would make it a year um, just because it was, you know, we're Star Trek. You know, we're going to the, yeah. the you know, the last great frontier in media. Right. And no one had done that in Cleveland. Obviously, a lot of folks are doing that on a national scale. Right. Yeah. But no one has really done that here in Cleveland. And it's been done in other markets, obviously, and with some success. But so we were jumping off a cliff and we didn't know if there was water or rocks below us. And we've kind of figured it out as we've gone. And uh, there's been some bumps in the road for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the, but, the come to Jesus <laughs> conversations at the end of the day. We'd be here after after McNuggets talk. We'd be like, listen, we don't. Yeah. You know, you know, I don't know. You know what we picked, <laughs> yeah, that was a rough show, man. You know, you know what we picked up, though, Jay? We picked up uh, a lot of people that that love the show, right? And they, Yeah, they've got I, a nice I, mean, I, I can tell you the number of times I've gone to the grocery store and people just stop me like, we love y'all on that show. Right, because they they feel like, and I ask in the gym, they tell you why. 
They like because you give honest takes about what's really happening here. You yeah. talk about the yeah. things that don't get talked about. We here, try, right? and then you think about this. Remember all the, the people in town like, oh, this, this, that ain't gonna make it. I don't even know what you're doing that for. That, oh that, yeah, they ain't gonna do nothing, yeah, right? They, and then the next year they're like. It, it, it's it's still going. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, you are wrong. It, it, it's, it's going. And Look. you know, I, I think the to me the biggest surprise of the show bull is the fact that and I, I don't know if the numbers still bear this out. I'm people that study these things and tell me if I'm right or wrong. But I know in the early months, the thing that most surprised me was more than half of our viewers are from outside the state of Ohio. Right. And I know that we get inundated with email from outside of our market from people that saying. I can't tell you how comforting it is to have voices that we recognize. And even if they're not diligently listening to every word we say, it's just background noise and it's Cleveland sports talk. Mm -hmm. And as someone who's lived more than a half of his life outside of Cleveland, mm -hmm. and if for anybody that has, you understand what I'm talking about. When you're away in Tampa, Florida, yeah. or New mm -hmm. York City, yeah. And you see a Buckeye sweatshirt, Chicago, right. you yell across Fifth Avenue OH, and they yell back IO, and everybody else in Manhattan thinks, yep. oh, yep. what is that? Yeah, what is that? Yeah. It's So we speak the common language, and I think it's really cool that whether you're in Nashville or San Diego or Australia or England, right. if you want to follow the Cleveland Browns, and you don't necessarily have time to sit down and read Jason's pieces or anything make time. Else. Make time. <laughs> yeah, well, first of all, make time for in addition. I, hey, in addition. Here. You, I'm, yeah, in addition. I pay, I pay his monthly I'm, subscriber. I'm a subscriber. Right? I pay his fee. What's nice is if you don't have time to do that and you, and you just want to catch up by watching the show, and even if you're not free from 11 to 1, or whatever hours it airs where you are, yeah, you can watch us whenever, and that's and, what's revolutionary. And even the clips in the short, and something we ne we didn't really plan. I think it's worked out. Uh, it, it, we the commercials really are just part of the show. We give you uninterrupted content for two hours, and nobody else is doing that. Fact. Nobody else. Yeah, we slide our commercials in. Yes. Almost as part yeah. of the show. There's no ten minute breaks like you yeah. get in radio, Mikey. We Let's get to our so part of today's thing is we're giving year in review awards. How many? Thirteen. 13 wow, awards. we have thirteen awards. I don't even remember what half of them are, but Mikey and his crew are on top of all of it. Let's so let's it. get it started, Mike. So we're gonna give out our first two, then we'll get into a little quick Browns logo talk. Our yeah. first two awards, we're gonna play them back to back. The best athlete of the year award in Cleveland and the best UCSS rivalry of the year. Okay. Play them back to back. Is Steve, there even a second? I don't think there's a debate on that one. No. <laughs> and now for the next UCSS award, <laughs> Athlete of the Year. The nominees are Director Steve. Nick Chubb, Donovan Mitchell, Jose Ramirez. Who voted? Did, our, our, did he do YouTube polls? Viewers, yeah. I don't see Tyvis Powell on here, so I guess <laughs> no nomination this year, Tyvis. All right, and the award goes to Jose Ramirez. Hey. I have a saying that I live by, iron sharpens iron. Competition brings the best out of everybody. And we all have grown up with that annoying little brother that we like to beat every once in a while. Your 2023 Rivalry of the Year nominees are Bull versus Jay, Production versus V-Mix, and last but not least, Brad versus Modern Day Basketball. And the of the 2023 Rivalry of the year goes to drum roll, please. Bull, if you and I don't win, versus I'm Jay. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to give a huge shout out to the UCSS fam. 
Also, congratulations to you guys on your year anniversary. This field is tough, and for you guys to make it a year, man, that's um, that's amazing. We appreciate that. Yeah. Shout that, out to Boogie. That Dang. rivalry was no doubt. Oh, yeah. I, if we didn't the win, I would have been pissed. I would have been heavily. Classic, yo. We would have against you versus No, no, no. Cla- I, can't, hey, I can't touch that. Yeah, yeah. This day here was, we, we, we like, we say, we, we sit there, we'd be like, ooh. That would have been a true slight, ooh, unlike no. C.J. Stroud is whining about being slighted that Ohio State was still recruiting quarterbacks while he was there. Yeah. That would have been a real slight. That been, uh, I would have been bad. And we, right we got, you know, obviously, Jay and I haven't been on together very often lately. But but don't worry, that's coming again. More often. Football season yes, kicks off in August. So, right. yeah. And I just want to say before we move on, yeah. and uh, Anthony, we can switch to Lincoln. Steve was good in his, his award, too. That was good. Steve killed it. Everyone yeah. gave one out. Over 800 fan responses to this. Oh, wow. Over 800. Nice. That was nice. our second most landslide vote. Eight. I'll tell you what the most landslide is later. Did, okay. did Steve, did you think of the um, Typhus Paulism on this, or did someone feed that line to nope, you? No, that was totally Steve. That's that really well Paul. done. Was Director, yeah. Steve, Director Steve, he's wickedly quietly funny. Yes, yes, them, yes. Them, them, them Baker Mayfield, uh, the Jay versus Bull, I don't know. Early is, days. The yeah. early ones, the Baker Mayfield, the kicker getting drafted. We argue about kickers. Yeah. yeah. And the favorite one is Nick Chubb getting the ball. I'm going to throw uh, a chair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the uh, way, uh, by uh, the uh, way, uh, I'll throw this out there. The Browns should sign the punt god today. We will t- hey, oh, sign yeah. him today. We will talk about the. He's punt vindicated. Sign him. The Browns talk Someone today. Hey, we've already taken always. the smoke for it. That's right. Deshaun Watson. There he goes. Bring it. Electric now hiring for a great job there. The experts in the electrical manufacturing and welding field. Check them out today. We love our good friends at Lincoln Electric. Yesterday, guys, the Browns announced their five finalists. You can take tag board for the fan submitted dog logo. Thoughts on the five? Do you have a favorite G book? Yes. Anybody? Yes. The, the one that really counts, man. Shout out to the one in the bottom right hand corner. That's what. That's it. Yeah, I like that one too. That's it. To me, he, he looks, looks old like the predator. Hey, man, no, no, no. No, no, no. That dog. That dog. That dog. That's, that's, that, some, that's some cat mess. No, no, l- listen. Right. Grizzly veteran dog. <laughs> Brad, please don't tell me you like the one in the middle. Nope. That, which one you no, like? No, no, listen. I like top left. Listen, that's my number two. The one in the middle has the coolest feature. Do you see the hidden CLE in his neck fold? See, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, all right. Now, all of a sudden, the middle one's per- wow, kind of fire, that, isn't it? That's kind of fire. I did not know that. Did not Go back that. to my man, yeah. top left. Dang. Go top left, Mikey. That's the one. That's the replica of you t-shirts, helmet. We could do a bunch of things with this thing. The other things we can't I'm do that with. I think G Bush, remember I told you last week I wore the sweatshirt? Yeah. Is that the one? Which one? Which one is the, the one? Top left. I think that's it. It looks like that's the one. What are the fans leaning towards at this point? Do we know? I know what the fans like. are leaning towards. The bottom right? This panda right oh, here, bro. The <laughs> Cleveland that's pandas. What, that's what they but you can't have that. That's copywritten. Go ahead, McNuggets. <laughs> I think just from the just consensus surveying Twitter, it seems like and take tag we're full here, Steve. Top left, bottom right are the two favorites. Listen, so, I think top left is the one that the guy sent me the sweatshirt I for. Think I think it. that is too. And I kind of like that. I think they're all okay. I like I just well, stole 
That one is the elder statesman. Nah, that one, you that one the, is on the shield. You walk into that dog's that, house, you're not walking yeah, that's out. That, that, that's, that dog ain't that, playing that's, with that's you. Kid. You don't even see his that's eyes. That's kind of lion king of dogs. That's kids. Put that one back up. That's scared kids. Put that one back up. It looks like the predator. We do want it scary. They also have They also have a freaking elf on the field. So can we have something that looks somewhat terrifying? I like this. Go back there. Go back to my dog. No. That looks like a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. That's that the worst better one. not win. If that wins, I've, I've got to find that one right there. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't hate on that. Right. I would. Let, let's take the look at it. There's one nobody has mentioned. Where's the one that might mentioned so far? There's no, uh, the last one. I got you. you. Uh, uh, no, that's a cartoon, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I so don't, but put put it yeah. full again, guys. <laughs> Just everybody a producer. So now. the top right sucks and the bottom left sucks, right? That's what we agree on. Yes. Top right, bottom so left. So it's tic tac toe. It's yeah. So it's, it's diagonally from the upper left corner to the bottom right corner. I, I Those are our choices. I'm kind of growing with Jay on the middle one because I like the CLE. It's kind of cool, isn't it? it? Is. That it's kind of hidden. I don't know about his. I don't know about the teeth in the back. Nah, if they would have showed two or three, he got the whole. Grill out. Too much teeth. Too they much were. teeth. So, do we know what they're going to do with this thing? Uh, Is they're going to mix the winner of the fan vote with some professionally submitted designs. Uh, oh, so you don't even get the regular design? Oh, they smart. Well, they're going to let us. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I shouldn't say that. There's a fan contest. Yeah. Okay. And they have hired a commercial artist as well. Mm. And but to, then, to submit their own. And then when They'll they come them? up with one, I don't know what happens with it. I think they're going to throw all 20 of them in a blender and see what comes out. <laughs> yeah. As long as I mean, the bottom line is they should get rid of the elf. That the elf is take awful. the elf off it's the awful. field. It yeah. makes it makes the team look soft having an elf out there. I, I like it the didn't elf. work last year. No. Clearly, I like the elf on gear. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it on the field. Uh, but I like. I agree. I think the elf is an alternative on a on some yeah. t-shirts or yeah. whatever is fine, but yeah. not on the field. Having a badass dog would be better. Yeah. yeah. Do we need a logo for the dog pound? I think Mikey asked that question in, so I think in the rundown. To, to my Does the dog pound need their own logo? Well, to my understanding, I thought this was going to be the dog pound logo. Oh, maybe it is. Well, here's know. the thing. I think the Browns, or as an organization, since Jimmy Haslam here, has been here, have ruined what the dog pound means. Because the dog pound meant specifically that one part of the field. I don't blame Haslam for that. I think the new stadium did that. It's the, it is. Well, it's the but, design but of the new ever since the Browns have been here, they now refer to like all the fans as the dog pound. Yeah, that was a mistake. Really, yeah. But that was a mistake from the beginning. Yeah, dog, dog pound was supposed to be for the low budget, hardcore. The fan. guys that welded six like, days they, a week. No, no, no. That's, that's what the that's guys that enjoy throwing batteries at dog pound. Was. Exactly. Yeah. I was when there you, that day. When you when you when you watch the old school dog pound, them dudes look like they just came from a shift. Right. Like they and then they. Was gonna get drunk. Some and of them then, still had their welder mask. Yes, on. and yeah. then go back to work, like right. to get that extra hour, right, right, a couple right. hours in. They punched out for lunch three yeah. hours. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and then they're gonna work till midnight to make up for it. Yeah. See, and it had a gritty feel to and it, and now it doesn't. And then the section of the old stadium was set apart. It was, it was right. People start buying tickets because they wanted to be a part of that section, right? I'm, I'm gonna sit in the pound. Sure, that's when Hanford start making it live. Well, that was the place to sit, and then it's not as cool anymore now you, you got random well you know there. why in yeah. in sports and in life watered it down when things happen organically yeah they take on a life of their own when you try to wave a magic wand and say now this is going to be the new the, dog pound right. it's not right well no, it's, it's not it's kind of like the bleachers at wrigley field like it was really cool and now every preppy douchebag is sitting there <laughs> <you know? laughs> like, like the dog check thing was uh, it's third down what? Hey, they, they be on third down. Every time the third down come around, everybody stand up. Just third down. Pass over the right for six yards, <laughs> first and ten. 
Yeah, yeah. It's third down. Scramble over the left hand side. Third and 19. 14 draw yards. for 20. Hey, we've <laughs> seen it. So we've seen yeah, it. I'm like, stop saying that. They're they killing us. I want you guys at some point here. You start talking about this third down reminder or something. The coolest thing, I'm off, I'm off key here, but the coolest thing I've ever seen in sports uh, go to a Michigan State football game. And whenever they get a first down, they've got the whole stadium has a chant. Right, I'm not gonna ruin it for you, but yeah, it's, no, it's, don't. It's, it's unbelievable, and I'm like, everybody in here is saying that. Yeah, and y'all, I was y'all like, getting that off? Even the kids. College sports. <laughs> I like even the Mikey, kids. Mikey, look it up at one it. point. I like. I look it up. I like. This is crazy. All right, that, guys, that's what the pound used to be like. Used just to be, like yeah. that. Well, guys, we got. I mean, we still have 11 awards to get to today, and that's what we're gonna spend a lot of the show on. Uh, throughout the day, and we've got some of our favorite uh, contributors that are coming on, including the great Joe Thomas. He is going to join us in just a couple of minutes, Mikey. That's as correct. As soon as he hops on, we'll bring Joe on. But while we're waiting for Joe, yeah, uh, let's check in with our friend Robert Smith on the best game slash segment of the year. Mm. What's up, everybody? This is Robert Smith. I'm going to be giving out the award for game of the year, and here are the nominees. That's it. A true. Or false. Steve, I should be like. B, keep, cut, or trade. <laughs> C, no fence riders. Uh, and the winner is B, keep, cut, or trade. That's it, everybody. Look forward to seeing you in the fall. And I apologize in advance. Leroy's probably still talking. You've been watching all of these videos. And you ran out of time because he was still yapping. It's going to be yapping in the fall. We'll see you on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show this fall. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Robert. He's uh, right, too, by the he's way. He's right about Leroy. is still talking somewhere, thinking yeah, we're recording him. so long, but it's, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, l- later we'll have an award for Leroy. And, of course, we're all these other awards were like 30 seconds From 1230 to 1 o'clock what, is Leroy's, Leroy's award. Run? Like four minutes, uh, right? Well, Leroy's is four minutes long. No, what so time? What, what time? I was going to do it later in the show as a little buffer. Good, because I have to leave at 1140 <laughs> for, for uh, yeah. another. But we'll do we agree with that award? Day. Because I, I, to me, no fence runners was definitely third. We haven't done keep, cut, trade as much. We've done that a couple times, I think. But, but, but true or false. Res- I hate true or false because I, I lose every true time. Or false. I love true or false, too. To me, I would have voted for true or false. No, I, I love I keep, do. cut, trade. I liked, I'm glad, I think they got it right. I know we haven't done it very often, but yeah. it's really elicited keep, a lot a, of anger. It has. Yeah. Keep, cut, trade is hard. It is hard. Very false. hard. But like, true or false, we've had such... We have such great ball busting during that segment. It yeah. is good. No, yeah. it sucks. And, and Timus I never get them right. He's won 42 of them. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's like, not yeah. that way, well, Timus. But there's he, nobody more fun to bust their balls than Titus. You're right. Because he thinks he's the greatest at everything. He does. And so it's fun to beat him up about that. Yeah. Yes, Mikey. What do we, we have? We have one more award to play here. Then we're okay. going to bring on Joe. He's logging in right now. Good. And this next award is for the best win of the year. Steve, take it away. What up, everybody, man? It's Earl Pearl from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show here to announce the nominees for the win of the year. First up is the Cleveland Browns versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in overtime. Second is Oscar Gonzalez and the Cleveland Guardians with a walk-off win in the playoffs versus the New York Yankees. Third, Donovan Mitchell's 71-point game. 
and the winner is SpongeBob and the Cleveland Guardians yeah, walk off winning against the yep. New York Yankees. Yeah, yep. I thought it was the right. Rays. Our, our fans are smart. All right, because that's it a was, play. I was worried that they picked the Browns. I was too. I was very worried. But it was the Rays. Did he beat the Yankees too in a walk-off? It was the Rays home run. Yeah, it was the Rays. I thought it was, it was game five of the race, the, the 17. Ends. I think it was well, he walked off. The, the better one was the race. The home run against the race. It was in 17 innings. Yeah. But that, that's true because it ended the series. Yes, yeah, it was a series ending walk off yes. home run in right. the 17th inning. Yeah, but it's the like Yankees. We picked the wrong Os- Oscar Gonzalez home run. <laughs> Game three against the Yankees. I don't but know. it was against the Yankees, against the Yankees. also. Against yeah, the Yankees. but we lost the series. Like, there's no question. That's true. The guys I got to go with run. these guys. I actually think I would put that second behind. The I guess we should have looked at the vote before. Because <laughs> they kept saying, like, look at the ballot. Look at the ballot. Vote, vote. I guess we should have done <laughs> yeah, that. I did send that to you guys. Did you have time, time to do it? I didn't. You know who, well, we just looked at it, Mike. When I asked him a question. Yeah. It's our good friend, Joe Thomas. Joe joins us now. He was <laughs> our first guest on our third show ever. Joe, what's up, guys? Now, what's up, Joe? Hall of Famer now. What's Soon up, guys? Well, we talked Thanks about this last time. I had Joe on my podcast recently, and we I asked him that question. Like, it's always weird now. Do you say Hall of Famer or soon to be? Because he's been he's been you know picked. He's Hall been of Fame elect. Yeah, right. What did you say, elect. Joe? What was your engaged. your answer? Was like you're engaged. Engaged. Right? engaged. Yeah, you're engaged to be in the Hall of Fame. You know? uh, right. We're don't not do quite that. married yet, but uh, we're heading down the aisle very shortly. You're picking out the food. Yet? Uh, it has a little bit. I think probably the moment it sunk in the most was when I sent I spent eight hours with my sculptor last weekend uh, <laughs> in Salt Lake City on Saturday and uh, when you got eight hours with one man and you just sitting there and he's staring at you the entire time and breaking down every little wrinkle on your face uh, that's you crazy. have a chance to kind of let everything sink in and you yeah. see all the Hall of Fame busts that he's done that yeah. are up on the wall it's like wow this Can is really a- going to be real here pretty soon are you so this is something that I've been wondering about and I'm glad you brought the, the sculptor up like you don't look like Joe Thomas Hall of Fame left tackle anymore <laughs> Is he going with fat Joe Thomas? Is he going with like superhero looking Joe Thomas? Yeah, we're we're doing fat Joe. Uh, A little bit of a (laughs) blend. And my daughter heard me say that with my wife because Ben Hammond's the name of the sculptor. And he sent me uh, a video of where he is with the sculpture and he wanted some feedback. And my wife was like, well, this looks like you, but I don't know if it really looks like you because this kind of looks like in between fat Joe and skinny Joe. And my daughter says, (laughs) You can't say that. That's not a nice word. Okay, Uh, football Joe and non-football Joe. Um, So we're kind of going with a little bit of a blend. But what I didn't realize is when I was sitting with Ben, we had like 11 years of pictures of me going back to my rookie year and when I was like totally bald with no beard and like a little pudgy. And then like five years later, I was like really pudgy with no hair on my face and a little bit of hair in my head and then right towards the end of my career i had shrunk down from like 325 at my peak to like 300 and i had a beard and a lot of uh power alleys receding hairline going on over here so there was a lot of different looks that i had during my career so we're trying to do a best of collection for the, the collaborative uh, for the joe. Hall of Fame. you know you know joe yeah. you say, joe you shouldn't say engaged about the hall of fame because i've been engaged three times and never got married <laughs> so we want to make sure Ooh. we want to well i did get married eventually but those three don't count four you, times the charm four right? times the charm i promise you right mm-hmm. so you know and there is a couple of times i did see you i always want 
wonder. You always had the loosest pants I've ever seen for an <laughs> officer line. You had the, you had the, the you. cargo joints. Like I was like, how do I get my pants like that? I want the cargo <laughs> pants like Joe got. Them is crazy. Yeah, yeah, the guys at the Pro Bowl, they'd always try to tease me about my baggy pants, and I'm like, dude, why would you want tight pants that are restrictive? You ever right. seen a ninja yeah. with tight pants? No. The is like the sneakiest little thing that has ever gotten around the earth. I want to be the sneakiest left tackle that's ever walked the football field. I want to lose pants so I can breathe, I can move. That's restricted. Were, were your teammates like uh, Betonio, Mac, were those guys wearing inappropriately too tight pants? Everybody's wearing inappropriately yeah. too tight pants. Not from a visual standpoint for me. I'm just thinking about like when I'm running, I'm <laughs> going down the field. I'm already pretty slow by the end of my career. So the last thing I want is to lose another tenth on my 40 because I'm wearing these super tight ball huggers. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Joe, Joe, question for you. How many, uh, so how many other people from the University of Wisconsin are in the Hall of Fame? So that's a good question. There's two, I think. So Alan Amici uh, from way back, like in the 50s. Uh, I don't think Crazy Legs is in the Hall of Fame. So I think it's Alan Amici and uh, Mike Webster, great wow. center from Wisconsin, oh, then played wow. for the Steelers wow. for all those years. I know so there's two guys. Numbers. Yeah, oh, it's not many. That's, like, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a heck of a feat, my friend. That's a heck of a feat. Pretty awesome. I mean, well, I had no idea. I, I assumed there was a lot more than that until yeah. I was actually announced and I did some of the radio shows in Madison and they said, yeah, you're the only the third Hall of Famer yeah. from Wisconsin of all time. And that wow. kind of blew me away. And obviously with J.J. Watt recently retiring, he'll be a first ballot guy. Russell Wilson getting towards the end of his career. I think he's got a great case for the Hall of Fame. So I think we're going to double those numbers pretty soon. But still, um, it was definitely a pinch me moment. And I've had a lot of those since I've been uh, officially named to be in this Hall of Fame class. That is amazing. Apparently, Crazy Legs is in and Amici's not, I'm being told. Oh, yeah, so I, I had it reversed. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. You, you could be right. I knew it was one of those great running backs from, like, the 40s and 50s. Yeah. So, it wow. was Crazy Legs in and Amici not. Okay, great. That was a 1,000 years ago anyway. Nobody's paying attention to the 1940s. Don't remember watching them play on <laughs> yeah. uh, my color television. The so final score was 8-7 every week. We're only a couple months away. <laughs> is the speech written? So we've got the first draft done. Now it's just all about workshopping. Cause like, like you guys remember when you're writing a paper for school, the hardest yeah. is just putting it on paper, getting it down and then workshopping it and kind of tweaking things is that's the easy part. The good news is the, the hall of fame does a good job of kind of limiting the, the length. So guys aren't droning on and on. So you don't need to come up with 20 minutes of thrilling, epic content. You only need five or seven minutes, which that's no problem. Joe, here's the most important question. <laughs> Everything's on the line. You're going to lose every dollar you own unless you play one more football game. What? I, that's pretty harsh. I'm sorry. Uh, but, yeah, but ouch. Like you have game. to play one football, <laughs> one more football game. What position do you play? Could you play another position at this point? What would you do? Um, uh, I could play punter. I think uh, I could manage <laughs> a few boots down the field and kind of jog there, and hopefully nobody runs after me. How, um, how about tight like ends? Do you have decent hands? We don't know. Tight end. I've got no hands. Uh, I could still block a little bit, and I feel like there's uh, there's enough medicine that could get me out there for a game. Um, but I do not know how I was going to feel for the next two weeks after that. Right, right. Now, that, that, now here's a question. I, I've always I asked every lineman this, or I asked a lot of players who play you know different sports. What's something um, that you kind of 
hurt or happened during your playing career, what part of your body still hurts when you get up? <laughs> you only can pick one. Uh, it depends on the day. Uh, recently, you know, the weird thing is it's been my right hip. Um, I did the NFL draft pre show on Thursday and Friday and then I flew to Salt Lake City and then I sat for nine hours in a stool so it was like mm. you guys know when you do those those uh pre pre-game shows and stuff you're basically yeah. sitting in a stool for the whole time so sitting in a stool not good for the hips not good for the back so three days in a row of that and then I had to get home for my daughter's track meet because I'm coaching her fourth grade track team on Sunday nice. so I had to take like the most outrageous red-eye flights ever from Salt Lake City it was Salt Lake City to Portland to Minneapolis to Madison so it was like four planes, and I slept like an hour in the airport, and I got back, and I had a back spasm. I couldn't stand up oh, straight. I looked fools. like the letter C. And so <laughs> recently, it's been the hip that's really not been feeling so great on me, and it, it's kind of lingered. And I, I know I've had some arthritis in there from being – when you're a left tackle, you bend your right hip a lot more, and so you're in a little bit of a deeper bend, and I think you get more grinding there. Um, and I'm hoping it goes away soon because I don't want to have to go back under the knife to get that thing fixed. Yeah. Joe, how would you grade yourself as a track coach? Like, are you are you upper echelon? Oh. Are you just learning? <laughs> well, like, where are you in the rankings well, right now? Yeah. Well, I'm A plus if we would have had any meets thus far. Uh, however, as you guys know, yeah. in the Midwest, our weather can be a little bit unpredictable in the spring. So they've had three meets scheduled, and all three of them have been canceled due to weather. So this Thursday will hopefully be our first opportunity to get out on the track, and it'll be our last because it's the only one scheduled before the uh, the state meet. Oh. So if any of my shot put discus people qualify, uh, yeah. then I'll I'll feel a lot better about my A plus grade. What is your daughter doing? Like what what is her uh, sport there? Yeah, so she loves all sports just like mom and dad. Yeah. Um, she's probably number one basketball because she's really tall and she's athletic yeah. and she runs well. Um, but she's loved track and it's great. She doesn't do the throws with me. I'm the shot and disc coach, so I help out gotcha. with some of the other kids. But I get to be around the team and, and I think awesome. that's fun. And that's kind of like that line you try to walk with your kids. Right. When you are coaching them, you don't want to be dad coaching. You just sure. want to be a coach. Um, and so it's actually been good that I'm not actually coaching her events, but I can still kind of be part of it. Um, and it's just fun watching those kids get out and have the same joy that you had when you were a kid. So you kind of yeah. relive in that uh, through their eyes. I want to hear more about the sculptor. What on earth are you doing for eight hours? If you're using, are you using pictures to sculpt this thing? Or are you like sitting there and <laughs> posing for him? No, he's actually like staring at you and posing. And you're posing for him. Um, it is a little bit interesting. I mean, the nice thing is you don't have to sit there still. You can get up and move around. But I think he said that it's a lot easier to do it from a live person than it is doing it off of pictures even for whatever reason. You know, when you're there in 3D and you're moving around and you, he's seeing how you move your face. I think that's the big thing. Like when you do different facial expressions, they want to see how the other parts of your body move. Uh, I mean, I haven't done any portrait sculpting lately, but if I was to, I feel very well prepared after sitting with Ben Hammond for nine hours. You're not like in a toga or anything, are you? No, but it was interesting. The last person he did, I don't know if I can share this, but he did Calvin Johnson and we all know Megatron is like yoked, like Mr. Model. And he, he said, Hey, I asked Calvin it was okay if I did like a nude sculpting of him, and hopefully that wasn't taken the wrong way. <laughs> no, I think we all understand that it's not like a, a freaky thing, but like he has like 
you know, the oh, Adonis was, body. It was exactly a freaky thing. What are you talking about? I certainly have loved to have uh, sculpted <laughs> you know, back in the Greek times. Do they have I, just one sculptor? Do everyone? Or is there a couple of them? There's actually three. So there's two main guys. Um, the guy that's doing mine, Ben Hammond. Um, and then there's another guy in Salt Lake City. And then those two guys do most of the current and players that are alive. And then there's a sculptor in Texas that does a couple people. He's kind of part-time and he does more of the deceased players. Um, okay. So that's kind of how they, they split it up. But these two, these two guys that do most of the sculptings, um, the guy that did is doing mine, Ben, and then um, the other sculptor are like world renowned, some of the best portrait sculptors in the world. And you can see, I mean, you see other sculptures that come out of players. It doesn't always look like them. You know, remember the, uh, was it the Ronaldo one that, that was oh, yeah, right. kind of looked yeah, like some type yeah. of weird alien. Um, but these guys that have done the Hall of Fame bust, they nail it every single time, which mm. is no small feat. Hey, Joe, here's a question. We, we were having a debate earlier about the dog pound here in Cleveland. What are your thoughts? Yeah. The, what do you remember about the dog pound? So what I remember about the dog pound is just that loyal, passionate fan base in the end zone. They always had cool signs. They always were like the first ones there, the last ones to leave. Um, but it, I don't think it was ever as rowdy when I was there as the stories were about what the dog pound used to be in the, you know, the municipal stadium right. days in the, in the eighties and nineties, man, maybe you guys have some fun memories that you'd love to share with me. Cause I love hearing those old stories about like the guys bringing in the dog house that had the keg inside and, you know, four guys brought it in, one guy brought it out, that type of stuff. Uh, was... I'm sure you've heard about batteries being thrown at John Elway. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think they used to allowed them to be a lot more rowdy in the days they before cameras. It. Oh yeah, yes. they that was the Get Loud yeah. crew. Now, now for that stuff. They supplied the batteries. <laughs> <laughs> I think the rowdiest it's ever been is Bottlegate. I think. Oh yeah, That was famous. Crazy. Let's go to Mikey McNuggets. He has a question for Joe. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Joe, you obviously played forever in the NFL, and that has to be like the highest of highs as far as adrenaline and excitement. Now that you're doing so much media stuff. How much do you enjoy doing the media side of things compared to playing? Is there anything in media and doing all your podcast videos that you actually enjoy more than you did playing? Mm -hmm. If that made any sense. Well, after I'm done with you guys, I'm going to stand up, walk to my coffee maker, pour myself a coffee. My knees are going to feel great. There's going to be no swelling in them. I'm not going to go run for the ice bags. There will be no <laughs> ice baths. So, like, that's what I enjoy the most about the media, I think. Uh, you can feel like you're involved with the game of football, but then you walk away and you feel great. Uh, I think I really enjoy doing it because it gives me a reason to study the way I did when I was a player and to follow everybody in the NFL. Um, and, you know, you get some of the same rush doing live TV as you did when you were a player, but obviously the pressure is different. You know, if I screw up on live TV, my boss might say something or people might laugh at me on Twitter, but if I screwed up with my job, like my quarterback's dead, like my running back's <laughs> just getting carried off the stretcher. Like the pressure's a little bit higher when you're playing. Let, let's be honest, Joe. Half your quarterbacks were dead before you, <laughs> you didn't even block. Right. That's true. So they weren't really alive in the first place. Like let's true. be honest. If they have uh, made their like that's better, true. I would have let them get hit a few times. Oh. You know, you, Joe, how does it feel like having like there have been quarterbacks, you know, I think Johnny Manziel is one of them and other quarterbacks have come back out and said, you know, I, you know, I, we didn't win as much as, as we, we could have. 
And, you know, I felt like I had an obligation to win for guys like Joe Thomas. What, like, what is that? Like, did, how, how does that feel for guys to say, man, like, we, we didn't get it done, but mention you specifically as a person who they thought, you know, could have got more. Like, I should have did more for guys like him. You would think that it would be like, oh, great. I'm glad they have that much respect for me. But then I think back and I'm like, well, wouldn't it have been great if you had that much respect for me when you uh, <laughs> hey, back you know, you could have tried harder and like, studied a little bit more? Like, <laughs> hey, that would have been great. Like, uh, it'd be like your, your aunt being like, oh, you know what? I should have given you a better birthday present five years ago. But, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, you know, I love you, but it's too late. Yeah, we, we love you. Should have done a better job. Sorry, yeah. Joe. Let me ask you one. <laughs> one. You talk about studying the game, and let's let's talk about Jedrick Wills because we talked about his fifth-year option the other day, and obviously the Browns picked it up. It's a big year for him. He's had a lot of injuries the last couple of years. His play has been up and down. I brought up the point the other day. I think I, you may have even brought it up the, for the first time here that you know for him, there's the extra pressure of. We're used to seeing you play left tackle. You set such a high bar that it was impossible. Jedrick Wills was never going to be Joe Thomas. So, but we have that. That's the one position for the Browns that we have such a high standard that he can't possibly live up to. Not everybody can be Joe Thomas. Almost nobody can be. So he's got to be the best version of himself. What are you expecting for him from him this year? Well, uh, I mean, I've been expecting consistent greatness from him for a while now because mm -hmm. I've seen it uh, in stretches, like yeah. in practice, in games. He's had very nice stretches, and then it's that inconsistency. I think it's that lack of consistent focus that has really hurt his career more than anything because there's been really good stretches of play, but especially in the era of social media, like all it takes is – you screwing up three or four times or looking lost on the field three or four right. times in a game and people put it together in a cut up. And then that becomes the narrative of how you've been playing or even your career uh, fair or unfair. And so I think for him, I, I really hope that seeing that he's really in a turning point in his career, knowing that, Hey, they just picked up my fifth year option, but they kind of pushed it down and delayed it a little while before they did it to kind of send a little bit of a message. And he's got to know that, if he plays well this year and he shows that he can have that consistent focus that we hope that he can because he's got the talent, he's got the technique, he's got everything you need, just put it together for long stretches of play, you could be one of the highest paid offensive linemen in the NFL. But if you don't, like you may be doing this somewhere else next year or, or the following year. So um, I expect that this is going to be his breakout season. Uh, because I, I think that that can be really motivating for guys when they realize that, oh, wow, I don't have four or five years left on my contract. Like, this is it. Like, yeah, it's right. make or break time now. This is how I'm going to be remembered going into free agency, whether it be here or somewhere else. And then all of a sudden they figure it out and it and all clicks. And he's not that far off. Like, like I said, it's just having that consistent focus, understanding that every play is really important. Like I mentioned earlier, like, the dudes behind you, they're counting on you, and you can't have one playoff. Is, really quickly, uh, have you got a chance to watch uh, Dewan Jones? I'm interested to see what your thoughts are on the kid from Ohio State. Massive. Actually, two offensive linemen. Two, Ohio yeah, State two, right? Yeah. Massive, massive yeah, guy wow. um, out there. What have you initially uh, saw from him and your thoughts on him from your expert opinion? 
Well, I was really excited when we got him. I mean, to be able to get a guy that's 370, 6'8", 6'9", that can move like a basketball player like he moves, um, those guys are hard to find. They're not your everyday offensive lineman. I mean, I can think of a couple guys in the history of the game that have looked like that. Jonathan Ogden being one of them. Makai Becton, a top five pick from a few years ago who's battled some injuries. Um, but I, I think, especially where they got him in the draft, talk about uh, high reward potential with a low risk because look, you're looking at those stats right now, 41 games, so he's got some experience. Now, he's a little bit rough technically, but that's what Bill Callahan is for because when you watch him, when you watch him run, when you watch him move laterally, vertically, like he's got all the skills that you need. It's It's just a mound of clay right now, and it'll be up to those coaches to be able to kind of form that into a great offensive lineman, a great offensive tackle. And uh, if he's got the desire, I, I believe that he can be a great offensive lineman because he's got that skill set um, and he can move, he can get off the ball, which to me the biggest question mark I always have with big guys like that at offensive tackle is, can you get off the ball on your pass set in your first kick quickly? Because that's where those guys get beat. You see Miles Garrett blowing past those guys on their first kick and then they're out of balance and they're trying to catch up and and if you're playing catch up in your pass set you'll never get there and you'll always be at a disadvantage and that defensive lineman is going to do whatever he wants to you in that case so a man that's as quick as he is can get his body his 370 pounds from zero to 60 essentially as fast as a maserati he's got mm. what it takes like yeah. that is the biggest question and he's got that now can he refine his technique? Can he be consistent? Those are the question marks that I have, but it'll be fun to watch. Joe, we know he would probably make a good uh, sumo wrestler. So my question for you is, of every teammate you ever played with, offensive lineman and defensive lineman, I'll leave you out of it so you don't have to put yourself. Every mm. one of your teammates were, were putting together in their primes mm. a sumo wrestling tournament. <laughs> Who are you laying your money on? I like that. So, uh, Sean Rogers, first of all, would be undefeated. Oh. There's no way that anybody would be able to beat him in a sumo contest because he had a clause in his contract to get under 360 when he played with me. And he was not usually under 360. He was like 375. But he was as nimble as a point guard. He could dunk a 16-pound shot put. He was, oh, wow. you know, a 32, 33-inch vertical at that weight. And when he was ready to go and when he wanted to turn it on, he was literally unblockable. I mean, he made Alex Mack look like an undrafted free agent when oh, wow. they were going against Jeez. each other. And he made Alex Mack look like he was 220 pounds. And Alex was 320. Just the way he would throw him around uh, because Sean was just so big and so powerful. So he'd be my first choice. Ted Washington would be my second choice. Ooh. He was over 400 pounds. Wow. Didn't move quite as well as Sean Rogers. Um, but you can go back and see old film of him. He yeah. was incredible, and he had the body of a sumo wrestler. No no offense, Ted Washington, if you're listening back home wherever you are right now. Um, so those those would be my first two picks. Okay. And then I would say Alex Mack. He was a you know big-time heavyweight wrestler right. at uh, in California growing up. So he would probably be the, that next tier of, of guys. That's a good top three. All right, let's go to Mikey McNuggets. We got an award to give out, right? We Mikey? do. Joe, Ooh. as you heard as we came into this interview, we're giving out our <laughs> Mike Polk is here. <laughs> of the History of the Show Awards, and we are now joined by the one and only Mike Polk Jr. to hand out our next award. <laughs> Joe, we, we want you to He's put on this for, uh, for, the, for the award ceremony. Polk, take it away. Gentlemen. 
Good, good to see, see you, Mr. Thomas. Buddy. Always good to see you. I'm excited to be here. Well. Congratulations, everyone, on a year of success here at UCSS. Woo. Couldn't be more thrilled for everyone. Joe, congrats on your thing, too. Nice job. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I am here to present the award for the best interview of the year. Pretty big deal. I mean, it we're is. talking about mm -hmm. some high rollers we've had on here over time. You know, Bernie Kozar. You had the, the the female Browns fan lady. That was good. You had, as I recall, uh, Smoking Joe Charbonneau was on. That went well. So we have a lot to pick from. So this is a hot category, and somebody who's on right now might be mentioning it. We'll find out. Okay, let's see. The best interview of the award was it? Do we? Have, we don't. There's no drum roll. Not. We don't have that in the budget. No, Maybe no next drum year. Roll. Okay. Was it a? Joe Thomas ranks his favorite cheeses. Let's take a look. That was a great segment. Ooh. Now you're known as Skinny Joe Thomas, okay? It's that's absurd. That's kind of what we call you. Uh, the bull says that he doesn't like Skinny Joe Thomas. He likes Ooh. heavier, stockier Joe Thomas. Like, what do you What do you make of that? Joe, that was like that was the one thing I could say. Like you're this great athlete. You're a great guy. It's like at least he's not that you were fat, but you were just big. I'm like, hey, at least <laughs> I'm like Joe. We're both 300 pounds. Now you're skinny as a rail. I don't even have that. No, I mean, come no, on. I got nothing. I'm so sorry. I, I hope that I'm never going to go back to Fat Joe. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> these are Joe's much skinny, happier. Not <laughs> skinnier. Not skinny, but not as yeah. Fat Joe. <laughs> that was a great segment. It was a good segment. And uh, I do like that you come. He, uh, Adam just said, I've come to terms with the fact yeah, that I, I, I'm happy. I'm happy for Joe he's and his family that he's in. That's he's good. Skinny Joe. <laughs> All right. B, let's, let's find out who's our next one. It's B. Brian Hartline considers changing his recruiting hashtags. Take a look. Oh, I How about just hashtag this. D's? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what are you doing oh, here? That's great. That He's was... laughing. That means it's working. <laughs> All right, two more, coach. Inappropriate. Let's take Inappropriate. the next one, Steve. How about hashtag <laughs> buck naked? <laughs> How come we don't do these hashtags That's my anymore? Least this was <laughs> That was well done. That, that was, was a good awesome. one too. I love that one of Mikey's nominees for best interview is just him talking for <laughs> 45 seconds. <laughs> Guy, hardly didn't fan, get worded. Fans nomination. Fan nomination. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Allegedly, fans. allegedly. Sure, the fans. Okay. <laughs> and then finally, C, Maurice Claret's Life's Trials and Tribulations. Oh, yeah. That interview is 90 minutes, so we cannot pick a 20 second clip. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. Okay. And the winner. Are we going to find out the winner? Do I know the winner? I don't say it. You say it, right, Mikey? You have the winner. Do I? If not, I will announce it. But yeah, you go have ahead. The and the winner is. I'm at, Go ahead. Say it. <laughs> Mikey, say it. It is Joe Thomas. It's Joe Thomas. It would have been quite awkward had it not been Joe. I think right, that was like, the case. Yeah. Ryan Hartline, congratulations. How much more awkward would it have been if I would have been wrong and then we would have given the award and then rescinded it yes. like it was Twilight? And what is Joe getting for winning this? Is he getting a, like a great gift or something? Some cheese. Yes, we're going to get Give him some, cheese uh, some, cheese. some more shirts. And when we get the sweatshirts, that the quote little YouTube show sweatshirts, we'll send one up to Wisconsin for Joe. Joe, thanks so oh. much, as always, for joining us. We really appreciate Congrats, it. Congrats, Joe. Congrats. Thank you, Joe. Oh, wow. It's always a pleasure. Always the highlight of my week. Thanks for having <laughs> yes. me on. You don't believe that, but we love you to send it anyway. You w is Thank proud, you, baby. Joe is the best. That's why he's the best. He is. Yeah, and he won two huge awards in one year. I mean, that's that's big for this guy. All right, the Hall of Fame's one thing, but as you he's said. He's being honored for, for two different really important things. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations to you, Joe. Mike, your thoughts while you're here? First of all, great outfit. 
Appreciate it. Your, your I, thoughts on the one-year anniversary of the show? I just can't believe that it's been this long, and I can't believe that uh, you guys keep on crushing it, and I can't believe how it keeps growing, and it's fun to watch. So congratulations, Jets. And uh, I'm sorry, but I've got to go. I apologize. I'm really busy right now. <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry. See you, Mike. Hold on, baby. 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 What's happening? Mike's still attached. And he's down. <laughs> Mike is boy, he's rolling on the ground. <laughs> it looks like he just got tased. It did. All right. Uh, what are we doing now? Are we going to Matt Colleague or are we going to... We're going to do a, a, a read real quick. We have okay. a new Matt Colleague read. Oh, good. The lunch hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show is no longer sponsored by Colleague Racing. It is sponsored by Colleague Companies Championship. See your favorite golf legends play in the Colleague Companies Championship what? July 12th through July 16th at the famous Firestone Country Club. It is fun, family-friendly events all week long, what? featuring a new fan zone experience, free attendance for kids and concerts every night. There is something for everyone. Learn more at calliggolf.com. Before man. we bring Matt on, before we bring Jay on, we're going to wait for Matt to get here as he gets hooked up. There's Kimmy walking in. So, Steve, let's play a package. Let's play the best take of the year award presented by our friend, Curtis Danberg. <laughs> 